Hoagie's Garage. We're back, Tobe. Hiya, bud. How's it going? When it's 70-some degrees in November in northwest Iowa, it can't be all bad. You know, it, it, it's hard to bitch about the wind today when yeah. it's 70 degrees. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, it makes my job suck, but I can deal with it. Yeah. Now we're sitting in the garage. We got the world finals on the TV. We're going to talk with some people tonight. Yeah, and we got to make sure we pay attention. Well, to... <laughs> not get distracted with the TV. <laughs> Oh. But this should be a lot of fun now that the sweet finally had a bad night after three years or whatever it was. Yeah, that stretch was unbelievable, wasn't it? When they talked about how many DNFs and stuff like yeah, that, that. That says that, a lot for both him and the team. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, the the crash at Houston's that time. Yeah. And they got him back out there. I have no idea how they did Twice that. Twice in three nights. Yeah. So It's impressive, so... But it'll make this weekend a lot more fun because now the race is pretty tight. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it means a lot more. So. Yep. It'll be a lot of fun. You bet. Well, tonight we're going back out to PA, Tope. Sweet. Yeah. We got uh, Tyler Ross. I would call him. Well, he's not a 16-year-old, but, you know, he's a younger guy out there. And um, I don't know his exact age, but we'll probably find that out. And, and if we don't, we'll just keep guessing. Yeah. You know, and. <laughs> Hey, I, you know, we like having PA guys on. We're trying to get our name out yeah, there a little bit more. I'll talk so to anybody, you know me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, anybody else out there in PA that wants to talk, just get a hold of Hoogie's Garage and send us a message. So, um, but yeah, when we come back, we'll have Tyler Ross on. All right, here we are at Hoagie's Garage, and we got Tyler Ross out of Pennsylvania with us today. Tyler, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, well, I'm I'm 28 years old. I'm from Pennsylvania. Uh, work full time as an electrician and part time sprint car driver. <laughs> <laughs> that works. I should have you come. I got some electrical that could get done, but you're a little too far away. <laughs> yeah, well, so do I. Problem with this racing, you know, I don't even get enough done around my own house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it is with everybody that's got their own job you could say a plumber never gets his work done an electrician or a carpenter that's always the last thing done is their own house yeah that's for sure i mean i'm looking at receptacles not even hanging in the wall right now <laughs> you uh are you a single guy then yeah um i'm not married i do i date but uh yeah not married i, I live by myself and uh but i'm never really home i mean uh, between work and then racing um I'm actually not located in central Pennsylvania. I'm more like southeastern Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, the shop I drive for Rick Lefever, he he's about an hour and a half away. So between racing for him and doing a little bit of our own family racing deal, I'm always at one of the shops. <laughs> Good thing you're not married maybe then. <laughs> yeah, it'd be tough. <laughs> She'd be getting a little bit lonely probably being left out. She's <laughs> Yeah. Uh, who knows how that would go? Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta find one of those that love racing as much as you. Yeah, I guess so. But right now, I mean, it's uh, the deal I have right now. She's pretty cool, and uh, she lets me do my thing, and I do her thing. And when we have time for each other, we have uh, we try to spend time with each other. Perfect. That's, that's awesome. So you you said you have your own little family thing with racing. What's what's that? Yeah. So I mean, uh, we have a. You know, we have a 410 team. Actually, the, my dad owns the car, and we have a, a great family friend, uh, Rick Shiraki. He owns a motor. Um, so it's a one one car, one motor kind of deal. We have a 360 motor as well. But we pull that out maybe three times a year. Um, but primarily, uh, I drive for Rick Lefevre, 
that's my typical Saturday night. Uh, some Sunday shows, you know, we run Lincoln, Bats, uh, a little bit of Seelands Grove with his, and then we just fill in with uh, my dad's car on Friday nights at the Grove whenever we, you know, feel like we have time or can get out of work to get get up there. Okay, you bet. They're keeping you plenty busy. Yeah, so, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 hectic. You know, I usually do like Tuesday nights at, we do at my dad's shop, and then Wednesday nights I take me and two of my my crew guys. We drive out to Rick's shop on Wednesday nights and, uh, and then back out there on Saturday mornings as well. So it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and you said that's about an hour and a half away? Yeah, it's about an hour and a half, you know, one way. So, uh, uh, yeah, I wear my guys out. <laughs> uh, especially because, uh, like, we do Tuesdays, like I said, at Dad's, and then Wednesdays at Rick's, and then we're back at Dad's Thursday to load up for Friday. Yeah. Sure. So we race Friday, come home Friday night, head back out to Lefevre's on Saturday morning. So, yeah, you know, I, got, you know I, I think a lot of the race fans don't realize how much time you guys are putting in every single night like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I have, I have my, my two guys, I have a guy and his son, his son's, uh, he just turned 17 and, uh, about three years ago, I was at Port Royal racing my dad's URC car and, and these guys came out of the stands after the races and, you know, long story short, they asked, you know, where we were from and they turned out that they only lived about five miles down the road. Oh. And the kid was, I don't know, I guess 14 at the time. And he, uh, he's real shy and everything. And, and the dad said, well, my boy wants to learn how to work on these things. And I was like, well, come by the shop for years. It was just me and my dad and my dad's girlfriend. You know, that's all we did. You know, we've had some help. You know, a little bit of money here and there from people helping us out, but there was no actual help on the car. And, uh, you know, they, they showed up to the shop here, and the kid didn't know anything, you know. He didn't even know how to read a tape measure. Yeah. And uh, I sent him home one day with a tape measure say, hey, look, don't come back when you can read the tape measure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was actually just right around when COVID, when COVID hit. And, you know, so we, we took a couple weeks off. When things calmed down, he came back. We were just going to start racing again. And he came back. And if you couldn't read a tape measure and, uh, three years later, you know, long story short, this kid's good. You know, he, he wants to maybe be on the outlaw tour crewing someday. And, and I got all the confidence in him. And, uh, it, like I said, if it wasn't for him and his dad, I wear them out, you know, and his, you know, his mom and family that they allow me to take them away all the time. And man, I owe them guys the world. But, uh, we also have, we have, you know, Rick has a couple guys there too. That they're there Mondays and Wednesdays. So they get a lot of stuff done that that i i can't be there to help you know what i mean sure. so it all works out yeah that's that's a really cool story though to get a kid like that that knew nothing but wanted to learn and you took the time to teach him and help him and that's that's just awesome yeah i mean we weren't you know when he came over that first day and they left and and uh me and my dad looked at each other like yeah that's ain't gonna you know what i mean they don't like you said you people don't really understand how much time oh, no. uh, we, we put into these, you know what I mean? And, and i tell you what, this kid, he, he, he's him and his dad both. I mean, we got now to where, you know, now they understand things and the kid's really good with the tires. And that's what, well, that's his job. He's my tire guy. Sure. And his dad is, uh, his dad's a farmer. So he had a little bit of a mechanical background, but, um, you know, he's he's there for anything I need, nut and bolting or changing gears quick or, or whatever, you know what I mean? He he takes we take care of the helps you take care of the truck and trail or all that all that stuff that you don't really see. Yeah. They they they're a huge help and takes a lot of load off my dad and, and I and, and everything else. 
Yeah. Well, so, that's so, we had McKenna Hesse on, and oh yeah, she she has like nobody that helps her either. And and who who was that? What was that story? That there was just some guys come down out of the come. They I think I don't know it was before the races or what. They talked to her and asked her where her crew was, and she said she didn't have any. And they said they'd stick around and help. They didn't know a lot, but they could do what she told them to. And so that's what she had one weekend. I think it was out in PA even where she had been. Yeah, I don't know possibly. where I don't she remember. Was, I'm, but... I forget stories way too fast. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm very grateful for them. I'm grateful for the few guys uh, Rick Lefevre has. It, it really helps some, um, you know. And 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 they all do this volunteer. I don't. I don't pay them. You know what I mean? And, yep. uh and, and trust me, I, I try to take care of them when I can, buy them dinner or, or you know, sure. whatever, whatever it may be. But, you know, I was pretty upfront. Look, this is a non-paying job, but if you're ready to have a good time, and it's not fun all the time. You know, we try to get the kid to, to, to realize that and everything. And he, he likes to win. He's, you know, he's, he wants to win, but he also understands that, you know, it, it's tough. And, yeah. uh, so we, like I said, we try to do a lot. You know, I've, I've taken them out. They, like I said, they helped me on Lafever's deal as well. Rick's brought them in. He treats them, you know, great, and uh, everything seems to be working pretty smooth. That's yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, because it's it's not always roses. Things don't always go. It's it's a sporting event. It ain't no different than football or basketball or whatever. It's still a sport, and things don't go according to plan all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, and like I say, the kid learned a lot in three years, and shoot, sometimes he even jumps on me if I'm not driving the car the right way. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but hey, I get it. You know, they they spend a lot of time that they don't have to, and, and if I'm not doing my job, they they have the right to speak up. Sure, sure. So, how did you get hooked up with Rick? Oh man, so so I guess you know my dad raced for years, and uh, back in the nineties, I guess he was he ran the 358s which is kind of like your guys 360 yep um so he, he was kind of like one of the pioneers for that deal uh when they when they first came out with that series and and he drove for some people and i guess rick actually you know helped out and they kind of knew each other and then they went separate ways and dad my dad kind of got out of racing and everything and then i started racing and i you know i worked my way up to the sprint car world and rick just so happened to be walking through the pit area one day and came up to my dad and kind of ignited, you know, you know, they, they haven't talked in probably 20 years. And Rick said, Hey, I want to give you guys a, buy you a tire. And, you know, so he bought a tire and just kept around and, and, uh, next, you know, he bought him a motor. And the next, after that, he bought a car and <laughs> then he bought a trailer. And, and then, um, so we got to build a relationship like that. And then, uh, back in, 2000, I want to say 18, my dad and I, you know, typical father, son, we butted heads and he quit on me. Um, Rick ended up taking over the deal and kept me on as a driver. So I actually moved out to Rick's that summer um, and raced for him, worked for his company as well, raced for him and, and, and did that. And at the end of the year, I just, you know, I was kind of burnt out, kind of, I was at the age where I was young and dumb and wasn't really sure where I wanted to be in life. I had other things going on and, and I don't know, I just didn't have fun like I should be having. And, uh, I went to Rick at the end of that season and said, look, I'm not doing a good job for you. And I got to figure some stuff out. And I actually ended up leaving him. And then I took my time doing what I had to do to get myself right. And then, uh, long story short with that, 
he went on and had Chase Dietz drive for him and for two years. And then uh, he was looking for a driver a couple years later and called me to fill in for a handful of races. And I filled in to those races and we kind of clicked off again and had some good runs. And here we are now two years later after that. So that's kind of that's kind of our story with Rick. Uh, that's, that's kind of a neat story, though. Even if you did make a short story long or a long story short, however you want to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, I usually make a, a short story long when I talk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a, you know, I, I've, I've driven for a few people in my career, whether it was in the micros or 358s or 410s, and, and I've always tried to just, you know, I've never wanted to burn a bridge because you never know when you're going to need to cross that oh, bridge yep. again. You know what I mean? And, uh, well, like I said, you know, Rick and I, living with him for uh, you know a few months we built a great bond and stayed really good friends even when uh, i left and i would hang around and stuff and uh and you know and it just got to the point where I, well, actually i was just got a, i was running a 410 again for my dad we actually blew up our only motor and rick was looking for a driver and that just kind of happened and and i wasn't sure if i wanted to go back because you know he's got he's has a really good program and I know there were some other drivers looking and he was talking to and and I told him you do what you have to do and things just didn't work out and kind of fell on my lap and here we are and last year we had we had some success we had three wins at Lincoln and and um you know this year we we were okay we had some good runs but we weren't great but you know how that goes <laughs> it's you're not you know you know it's, you're gonna have up and down years oh and, yeah and uh but you know he 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 stuck with me and uh, I guess we're going to stay together again for next year. So well, that's good. That's nice to know that this time of year, right? That you got something going next year. Yeah. Not yep, into the so. silly season. Like it's going on in the late models and everything so far. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, uh, I don't like being a part of that, but um, we'll see. We're going to, we're going to, you know, regroup, get our stuff freshened up and ready for next year. You yeah. bet. Perfect. So I, I think I saw a little bit of a, interview with you earlier this year or something and um you know you had said that you guys are right there but you're just like missing little pieces you know a little bit here a little bit there on different nights and it, it could have been a whole lot different year for you yeah um like i said we just didn't quite have the consistency this year that we did last year um you know we we, we tried some things to get better early in the night and you know, I've never been a great time trialer, um, and and at this level, and for as much as we actually time trial now in Central PA, it's something we wanted to focus on this year, and and we've gotten better. We're not quite there yet, but it's kind of taken the focus off late in the night. We just haven't quite figured out the how to adjust from where we are in the beginning of the night to the end of the night to where last year, man, we were horrible at the beginning of the night. But man, we were we were really really good at the end of the night, and uh, it's just finding that balance. You know, yep. we just the balance we haven't found yet, and it's, it stinks because now it's the end of the year. And the last few weeks we've been better. Our time trial's been better, and it's been putting us in positions to make these big shows like the Dirt Classic and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the time trialing with the formats these different tracks run and different organizations run. It's 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 huge. I mean, it can make or break your whole night really. <laughs> Oh yeah, and like I said, I mean, we do it. We time more now than we ever have in in PA, which which is good and and bad. Um, you know, with at Lincoln being a Lincoln regular, it's it's tough anyway because even a handicap show, we're too consistent that it, 
we're starting seventh or eighth in the heat race every week anyway. Yeah. And they, now they changed it this year to where you have to have you have to get the top two to uh, make the inverse. So a lot of that has to do with some of our not having success this year e- either. You know, we've only made the invert maybe three times the whole year just because it's so hard to pass early in the night. Yeah. And uh, yep. so so it's just it's just, it's just kind of a lot. Like you know. It's hard looking at a year that probably your best year you ever had, three wins and, and one season, and, and then you go to have no wins. But if you sit back and look at the little things, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, totally upset. You know what I mean? It's we're there. We just gotta get a little bit better. Yeah, points. I mean, points wise, what were you? Were you guys like fifth or what were you on points at Lincoln? Uh, I think we were sixth. I mean, we missed a show. I had you know I had to go to a wedding and. And so yeah, we weren't really goddamn weddings. Yeah. What the hell? No, I know. I told everybody, you know, don't get married during racing season. I'm probably not going to go. But <laughs> that was uh, that was family, and and Rick wanted to visit his son. He's in the military, so that weekend was kind of in the works anyway. And uh, yeah, and uh, so yeah, we were yeah we ran there every week, but we weren't really running for points. If that makes sense. Yeah, Bud Bud's daughter got married on a Sunday. Sunday night is Houston's night, so I showed up at her wedding in my racing T-shirt with the old push truck, and we went to the wedding and we skipped the reception. But Mia was okay with it. She told me I almost went with him, but I I, I realized I probably shouldn't. So yeah, you've been in the doghouse. That's for sure. <laughs> my my uh, brother, he had a daughter that was going to get married one time on uh, Knoxville. No, oh. no, not that one. Oh, because uh, they went to the wedding, but. Um, he was going to get married at his one of his son's football games. He played at South Dakota State and was going to get married that weekend. Oh. And Joe goes, I'm not missing Andrew playing. So <laughs> you can get married all you want, but if you're dumb enough to put it on a Saturday when he's playing a game, he only plays like 10 games. So yep. Pick a different weekend. <laughs> so, all right. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Fulkins Brothers Trucking, complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind. Since 1979, call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, Call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. That's a long story. Hey, (laughs) we like long stories. We're we're back here at Hoagie's Garage with Tyler. So, um, what uh, do you have a certain track that you like the best out there in PA? Oh man, Um, I honestly I'd have to say probably Bats is is one of my favorite places to go to. Um, We don't go there very much, but recently it's probably been the best surface to run on and. It's fast. It's it's not super tricky to get around, but it has its tech technic, uh It can be technical at times. Sure. Then um, you you mentioned earlier you run handful of different tracks all the time. But um, so we like to ask this question um, with the family car. Does does the number on the car mean anything to you guys, or is it just a number you randomly pulled out of nowhere? Yeah. So. Uh, my dad raced for years and then he got out of it and he met his girlfriend now, my stepmom. Um, and she knew nothing about racing and he took her to Williams Grove in 2000 when Casey Kane won the Grove opener. Okay. 
and she said, hey, this is really cool. My dad's like, yeah, it can be fun. She's like, we should do this. And he's like, nah, you don't want to do this. And uh, long story short, she went out there and bought him a sprint car team. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. So she went out and bought a, a 360, and they ran URC for two years. But when they went to pick the number, so I have a, a – it was me and my sister, and then she actually has triplets. So there was five kids, and that's where the number five came from. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, that's a neat little story. Yeah. You know? that, that's a good woman that he found there. Yeah, she goes out and buys say, a race car team. a girlfriend huh? like that one. Yeah, she's a saint. Um, like I said, she knew she knew nothing. Uh, she came into my life when I was about six years old, and and they went racing for two years, and they didn't quite have the funding to do it the right way. And Dad ended up selling the selling the whole three sixty team without even telling her. And Ooh. that's when they bought me a quarter midget. So she went and took that money, and she bought my first quarter midget for me. And, and then uh, the second one, we did that for a while, and then she took that money, rolled it in. She bought me my first 600 as well. And after the 600, she teamed dad and said, that's about, that's enough, but it's all on him if they want to keep racing. Yeah, you bet. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, what, do you have some really memorable moments in your race car? Does good anything come? <laughs> good, good memories or bad. We're not fussy, but yeah. we prefer, yeah. you know, the good ones are always got better stories. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I guess, I guess the favorite, my favorite moment would probably be back in 2020. It was a, it was a weird year anyway. And, uh, and like I said, the year before that, I, the year after I left the fever the first time in 2019, I, I didn't want to quit racing. Um, I wanted to stay in it, but I needed, I needed to get some things sorted out and, and focus on myself. So I, I ran for some old guys and stuff and, uh, in the 358s and they were a lot of fun. Um, it just kind of brought the fun back into it. We did some 360 racing with my dad. And then the following year, uh, Rick Shiraki, who owns my, my family 410 motor, yep. he bought us a motor. Um, and we were in the Grove a handful of times and we ended up going to bats and we ended up picking up a win. And just the, uh, just the whole weekend of that whole weekend was just, I'll never forget. Um, I was running Saturday night at Lincoln with the 358s and we had a makeup feature. We started ninth. We ended up winning the makeup feature and we had to start 12th in the regular show. And we drove all the way up to second with about six laps to go. And I had the drive line explode and came came across and got my foot. Next thing I know, we're going to the hospital. Oh yeah. Well, I told them guys, I said, look, I'm racing tomorrow. I don't care what you guys are doing. Um, because the final night was just to be a bass with the family 410. And I said, I'm racing. And dad's like, well, you ain't racing unless you go get checked out. So I went and got checked out. We didn't get home till four in the morning. Nothing was broken. It was just swollen and bruised and everything. And uh, we go to bats that day. I'm in all kinds of pain. On the way to bats, the truck broke down. So we're putting calipers and stuff on the truck on the side of the road, <laughs> heading to bats. And I'm in pain. I'm, I'm telling them, guys, let's just turn around and go home. This isn't. We shouldn't be doing this. And and we show up. We get there in time. Uh, we threw the pole for the feature and we let every lap and had to fight off Dietrich and stuff. And it was just one of the things where everything kind of went our way once it started going our way. And, <laughs> and, uh, just took a while to head that way. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It's just that win there kind of, kind of put in my head that, man, I can do this again. I, I can be a 410 race car driver. And cause you know, two years before that, I just wasn't sure if I could do it. And, and, um, 
it was just, it was, a, it was a great night. That's, that's yeah. That is a good story. Yeah, that's awesome. A, for as bad as it started out, it sure ended good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was painful, man. I could barely. Luckily, it was my brake foot, so I uh, I actually had to use the side of my foot on the brake pedal just just to get in and out of the corners and stuff. So it was it was, it was hurtful, but we got her done. Yeah, well, them, them, them drive lines break. That don't always end well. I don't know. That was the first time I ever had one break on me like that. And the worst part was running second there was on a restart, and I couldn't really just stop. So it was just slapping around there. I, I It broke coming off turn two, and I had to coast all the way to turn four before I could stop. Luckily, somebody ended up – well, not luckily, but somebody ended up getting upside down, so the red came out. When the red came out, I actually – I was laying on the ground. Nobody knew what was going on because they were all tending to the guy upside down. But. Sure. <laughs> Didn't know anything happened to you. Oh. Nah. Nope. So, like, in four or five years down the road here, what what do you hope you're doing? Oh, man. I mean, I hope I'm still driving. I hope I'm still racing. Um, you know, I I uh, kind of come to those the sense is that you know i'm i'm never gonna be a an outlaw driver or an all-star driver as much as i i, I wish i was but you know I, I bought i bought a house you know i i, I have a good job and, and i still get to do what i want to do on the weekend so i'm really happy where i'm at and if i can continue to do this and and race still as much as i do um and in five five ten years from now i'll be happy doing that perfect um so you're going to probably have quite a few beans. You drive two different cars, but who are your sponsors? We like to get them out there. They like to hear their names. Yeah, uh, well, we'll start with Lefevre's car. We have Lefevre Electric. Um, we have uh, Karma Industry, Industrial. Uh, we have TC Backer. Um, those are our main ones. Livingston Lawn Care, uh, Stevie Carr. Um, and then we actually, I, I brought one of my sponsors there so they're on both cars we have uh state line trucking and uh fast track trucking um and then we also share rack daddies um and we don't have very many but we're very happy to have those partners and they help us out a lot yeah like we always say you can't do it without them hardly (laughs) unless we win the powerball right now then we could have our own team yeah Yeah, i guess play that (laughs) My daughter told me I should buy a ticket. She says, I'm so lucky. But I bought two. I splurged. Yep. Oh, Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, we've taken up quite a bit of your time here, so let's go ahead and get into some of these rapid-fire questions. Uh, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, we'll probably go with chocolate chip cookie dough. There you go. Cat or dog person? Uh, dog for sure. Um, I think I know the answer to this question, but do you have any hobbies outside of racing? And <laughs> uh, not much. That's um, what I was guessing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I we do take a, a vacation to to the beach. I'm not far from the beaches, so when I do have time, I like to go down there and sit on the water and relax a little bit. You bet. Um, you have a favorite movie? Oh uh, man, I don't know. I do. I do like movies, but I'd probably have to say the one I watch the most would probably be Armageddon. I don't oh, okay. know why, but any time it's on, I'm always I'll always watch it. Most Bruce Willis's movies are worth watching once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you a snow or rain guy? Uh, snow. Um, 
I'm not a big fan of the rain, but I like the big snowstorms if we're going to have snow. Well, this this comes uh, from Chris Fizzle out there in PA. So if, if you're going to be stranded on an island, which what album or CD track or whatever of music would you need to take along? Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh, Are you a music I listen, guy? I, nah, I I I like music, but I listen to all all kinds of music. I don't know if I have would have one one person or one band or or whatever. But I mean, I listen to probably mostly like rock, some kind of a rock classic or or new. Yep. Okay, I'm more into the classic than I am the new. But you bet. Um, do you have a favorite place to go out and eat? Um. We have this place in town here called Plaza Azteca. It's a Mexican place, and uh, can't go wrong with some tacos. No, that ain't all bad. Um, how about a favorite holiday? Uh, Thanksgiving. I like to, I love the food. There you go. So do we. <laughs> <laughs> we don't eat much, bud. <laughs> what What app on your phone do you use the most? Oh, uh, probably if I'm just scrolling, I'll probably be on TikTok. God, that's like three in a row. Yeah, we well, may have to just... check that out someday, bud. I actually did. Oh, did you now? Okay, yeah, I, I don't know what job. I'm doing, but yeah. Well, you just get on there, and next thing you know, you spend a half hour scrolling, watching stupid stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what life's about—watching stupid stuff. Uh, yeah. So, how many speeding tickets do you have? Oh man, well, if there was a points payout for that, I'd probably win it. I got a lot of points in my license. <laughs> um, Lance DeWeese has quite a few also Yeah, man I don't even know how many I couldn't tell you how many I have I know I got about six points on my license right now So I've slowed, I've slowed down a little bit I gotta, I think you get one point knocked off every year or so But I've had a handful I think one time when I was driving for Rick uh, A few years ago Just heading back and forth I mean, we're on the highway all the time So I, probably, I, had, four, I had four in one month Ooh Ouch. Yeah, a lot of court dates. Yeah. <laughs> insurance probably isn't the best either. Nah, my, my, I was on my dad's insurance at the time, too, so now I'm on my own, so I, I kind of learned the lesson a little bit. There you <laughs> go. <Yeah. laughs> so, as you've been caught a few times, what's the fastest you've ever driven on the highway? Well, without getting caught. Without getting caught, man, I don't know. My dad just... He just bought an Audi this past year when fuel prices went up, so he didn't have to run his dually around. And we were taking it out to Path Valley this year, me and my my crew guy. And I was like, "Well, the old man's not with us. Let's see what she can do." And I, I barely stepped on the throttle. Next thing I know, we're going 120. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> yeah, so about probably around 120, and I backed her down, but I wasn't even on it. I think I had a lot more left in her too. <laughs> that sounds like well, a good way to if, get a speeding ticket. Yeah, nothing. If you yeah. ever do get on it, you're gonna have to let us know how fast that thing goes. Yeah, I will for sure. <laughs> Don't tell Dad though. No, nah, well, here's the thing. I went 120. I slowed down, and I was actually out out at Rick's shop. We were going out the turnpike, and my dad was coming from his house, and uh, I slowed down about another mile there. I look over, he's going alongside of me. So it was just it was kind of funny. I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't a couple miles back. He would have caught me. <laughs> Perfect timing. Oh, you bet. Um, so what's your favorite drink? Whether it's Gatorade, beer, whiskey, whatever, what's your favorite thing to drink? Oh man, I mean I don't drink much I'm I'm a water guy, but I like to have throw back some beers as well. So but if I'm drinking beer, I'll drink anything cold. Oh, All right. That works. There you go. Uh, 
if if money was not an object and you could have any car that you wanted, what kind of car would you own? True. Oh man. Uh I've always kinda had this thing for a a Jeep Cherokee, them SR SRT ones and high dollar Jeeps there. Oh all yep. Tubed up and stuff. But you know, I, I don't know. I've never never been big on like real big fancy cars and stuff like that like ferraris or anything but if i something like that or i've always wanted to i learned how to drive stick shift in like a 1970 some volkswagen beetle and uh (laughs) i've always wanted to get one of them again and kind of make turn maybe turn into a rat rod or something oh sure sure that would work (laughs) buy yourself a lottery ticket quick and then you can probably (laughs) get a couple of them yeah oh Hey, Tyler, thanks so much for coming on. Is there anything else that we didn't bring up that you would want to talk about? Or No, I, I think we covered it all. I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, maybe we can talk again sometime soon. Absolutely. We, we certainly wish you the best next year. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks. I'd like to thank Octane Inc. from T, South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything they are known for their wraps they wrap golf carts uh snowmobiles um trailers sprint cars hobby stocks it doesn't matter uh side by sides they wrap it uh they also do coolers and they will also do clothing you can have t-shirts made there um you name it these guys can do it I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing, and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. And Tobe, we're back. We're back. Another, another good day. Nice kid. Yeah. We're a little off. He was, what did he say he was? 28? 28, I think. Okay. Something like that. Yep. So. Still quite a bit younger than you and me. Absolutely. Young kid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we were that young once. Oh. A few years back. But yeah, it was uh, good to know that he um, did two things. Yeah. run. He got a family team and then he runs for another gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, so that was super busy, you know. So, yeah, that was good. That was good. He is super busy the way it sounds. On the road, hour and a half between the shops, and yeah, three hours. I should have asked what time he gets home on them Wednesday nights when he goes over there. Yeah, I have no idea. I bet it ain't nine thirty. Yeah, yeah. But nice kid. Hope him the best. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It it it's kind of fun meet you know. Listening to these guys, you know, we watch them on TV. Yep. You know, now that we have Flow and Dirt Vision and all this, you know, two, three years ago, we would have not known any of these I shouldn't people. even say two and three. It's probably more like five. Yeah. But five years ago, we would never even know who this nope. this guy is. Nope. So um, thanks to Flow and Dirt Vision and the cushion for all that stuff out there. And yeah, that we was. Gotta, we got to talk to all kinds of neat people now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Enjoying every minute of it. Yep. So, all right, we will be back later tonight with another podcast, but that wraps up Tyler Ross, and uh, we'll see you.